Hey y'all, welcome to the Life with Zawadi podcast. I'm your host, Symphony, and my husband, Joshua Zawadi. We are a beautifully black blended family, and on this podcast, we share with transparency all the things that we go through with the hope to show you the magic of black family. All right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Life with Zawadi. This is season two, and this is your girl, Melanated Mama. What's going on, y'all? I don't know why I told you about season two again or not. But anyway, it's your boy Josh, a.k.a. Melanie What's going on with y'all? Listen, don't start. We just got on this thing. Don't do that. I am me. Every day on Oh, my God. Y'all, this is season two. You said um, it twice now. Loving, healing, and living. And you know what? I'm so excited for this episode because we're talking all things forgiveness. And let me just tell y'all. This man has required a lot of forgiveness in the past couple of days because I was about to kill him. And we can laugh about it now, but like, bro. Y'all don't listen, man. She needed grace as well. <laughs> Not as much as your ass. She needs some grace. Anyways. The Bible says love will conquer a multitude of sins. Had to love on your goofy ass for the last couple of days. Continue. <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, like I said, this season has been about loving, healing, and living. In this episode, we're going to really focus on the healing part. Um, in other words, forgiveness. And so let's let's kind of like dive right in. It's going to be some heavy stuff that we talk about because when these things were happening, when we were when we were in the thick of it, I could not stand you. And it is so important, y'all, to get to a place where you can forgive your partner. Because <laughs> if you ain't got that built up in you, any conflict is going to be like, you know what? You can have all this. Right? So we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to start off with parenting. I think that was our first taste of forgiveness. Well, it was our first taste of conflict and us having to learn how to speak the same language, resolve it, and then, like, move on from it. Right. Um, we already know, if y'all listen to any of our episodes, we had a different parenting style coming into this thing, and there were some learning gaps and curves to be um, had in order for us to really understand um, our perspectives. But there were some where um, there needed to be some forgiveness happening. So I'm going to let Josh talk about this parenting piece because uh, – he was into it. So, um, <laughs> I wasn't into it. I was parenting. I um, am a very authoritative parent. Um, partially because of my stature being such a large man, number two, uh, because I don't believe, or let me say I didn't believe uh, in having to repeat myself multiple times for my children. Uh, so this particular night, it was bedtime. And my bio baby decided that tonight she was just going to sing up a storm and make all kinds of noise and do all the things she knew would get my attention the wrong way. So I'm downstairs with the wife. I think we were watching TV. He said bio baby, y'all. He talking about Kalani. <laughs> you got two. So I'm like, is this Harlem? Like, I had to think for a minute. Harlem don't do that. She sings and get your attention. Is the ba- that's the baby. You dig what I'm saying? It's different. You're going to get over this whole idea that she can do no wrong. You said it, not me. Anyway. 
talk up. Anyway, so Kalani was having a moment where she decided to just sit here and sing and make noise and do all the things at like 10 o'clock at night at this point. I'm like, yo, I laid you down early as all get out. Why are you still up? So, you know, authoritative dad kicked in. Come here, Kalani. She came downstairs. No, I'm lying. I gave her two warnings prior to me uh, going into drill sergeant mode. So I said, look, please don't make me come here and talk to you again. If you need to read it to you, fall asleep. No, you did not say that. I did. You did not. I did. You did not. I gave them the option to do quiet things in their bed because at the time they had bunk beds. You wanted to them to go to sleep. Like on the dots, Negative. and I always said, let them kids ma- close ma- their bodies ma- down. Ma- I'm telling the story now. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm insert ma- when you're you. wrong. You're you wrong. Thank you. <laughs> oh, line ass. Oh, big hell. You're talking about your figure short. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's a running joke. joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I got gone up there three times to give. Uh, guidance and the last time I said if I have to come up here again one of y'all going to sleep in the basement first you told him the clubhouse which is outside yeah I told him the clubhouse too like, when y'all went outside when y'all going in the basement obviously I wasn't doing the job so then we come downstairs and it's quiet for maybe seven minutes we're, we're downstairs watching TV. we were recording the podcast were we? we were sitting right here only time we sit here right, is when we're right. recording I guess we're recording the podcast and all we hear is just we're recording no <laughs> <laughs> What, the, what is that? What is that noise? I take my headset up, I go to the stairs, and Kalani is in full blown singing mode at 10 o'clock at night. So at this point, I'm no longer going to give a warning. It's Kalani, come here, you sleep in the basement. Marley was knocked out. Mind you, Marley is never, never knocked, out. knocked out. Marley is the one making the noise. So I went up there ready to get both of them, but Marley's in there snoring. I said, Look here, is you just by yourself, man? Come here. Go sleep in the basement. She started crying. My wife was like, Josh, no, that's that's not fair. No, no. I said, look. And we got into an argument in front of Kalani about parenting styles and about what felt good and what didn't feel good and so forth and so on. My wife didn't realize that in that moment, I wasn't really going to send Kalani to the basement. Now, mind you, I have slept in the basement quite a few times in the man cave. But that's just because that's my comfortable space. I just go down there. When I had COVID, I slept in the basement. Um, there every times when I'm playing the game, that she had to come in there and wake me up to come upstairs and go to bed. So, and now the basement is our bedroom. Um, so the basement has never been a problem for me. But I wasn't going to send my daughter down there because of the simple fact she could not deal with the basement because it scared the hell out of her. Empty threats do nothing. I'm talking, man. Thank you. And it wasn't an empty threat. I was, I, I was in the moment of show that my threat wasn't empty. You were trying to establish position or power, and that wasn't called for, which is why I called you out. Anyway, so we get to it in front of the baby. And I'm setting the baby off mid-argument. Like, oh, I think she went to sleep after that. She was yeah, like, you know what? Yeah, she, she's like, what that? She literally went knocked out. Knocked I don't want out. nothing to do with this. So the outcome was fine. She went to bed. But what happened was the argument, some harmful things came from it, right? It got ugly. It got ugly quick. And um, what, what we realized is that in that moment, 
We were both passionate about our parenting, but there was a lack of understanding and a lack of communication about the lens we're parenting from. I often have called my wife the hippie parent. And since our conversations, I stopped calling her that because she could not stand being called fluffy or other words like that, right? And I understand. Um, so I ended up... Go ahead, keep talking. I'm sorry, I ended up... There we go. Our, our headset had an issue. I'll leave it on the court, sorry. Our, uh, I ended up... Uh, we ended up having to have a conversation about like the next day, remember? Mm-hmm. And we sat down and had to come up with a common understanding for how we parent. And we had to atone for some words we said, and we had to atone for some, some harm we did. And, um, you know, we're fine now, we're here. But at the same token, in that moment, it was intense. Like, we were upset. And my wife parents from a lens of knowing what absenteeism feels like. Is that an accurate assessment? I just want to see where you're going with this first. Um, and so a lot of her parenting comes from she knows how it feels to be on the opposite side. Uh, so often she said, that just didn't feel good. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Baby, I was that girl before. That doesn't feel good. Okay. I, I get that. I, 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 I you just, didn't get it in. I didn't get it then, but now, now I understand. I've had the chance to have those talks with you and deal with your deal with your father one on one and talking. I get it. Um, but I parent differently because of how I was parented. So my mother uh, was the original drill sergeant. <laughs> my mom would literally uh, threaten the fire out of you to get what, what, she, what she needed done. And in retrospect, um, it didn't feel good for me either. So I've been on this journey in my conscious, gentle parenting journey where I'm really trying to under better understand like punishments, right? And really, and we talked about this last episode where um, punishment don't, they change behavior, but it doesn't teach anything. It doesn't, you know, um, correct or, you know, model character. Right. And so, like, I'm looking at every moment where I'm like, ah, oh, they need a punishment. They need a timeout. I'm not teaching anything. I'm not teaching them how to get out of whatever circumstance they found themselves in. And so, I often find myself reflecting, like, okay, it's late. We know that in the morning she's going to be the slowest one because she didn't get rest. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I not teaching in this moment so that she had, or what am I not giving her that she needs to do what we are asking her to do? Right. And I think the bigger thing we figure out is what systems do we need to put in place? Well, I mean, as I'm unpacking all of that, right. Because of these moments, right. We were able to sit back and say, okay, you, you said something right before, right after the argument that stuck is we don't rush the babies because of them. We rush the babies because of us. Right. So we're rushing them for some rush moment that we need to get out the house, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, I think the scenario game was a little kid tying shit. Yeah, it, it was talking about um, a mom who found herself really like always rushing her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a, an example where you know, he needed to tie his shoe mm-hmm. and she's like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. And she stopped and put her timer on just to see how long it would take for him to tie, for his, him shoe. To tie his shoe. Um, re- not realizing that prior to this realization, you know, you, you know, you see a kid and you snatch him up. Come on, let me just tie the shoe for you. Come on, we got to go. Mm-hmm. You take away their independence. You make them feel like crap They're You know, you take away this big moment for them to be proud of. Right. 
And she like realized that really the time it took to tie his shoe was like 45 seconds. It wasn't even that long. I think she was like 32 and a half. It was, like, it was something like, yo, it only took a half a minute to tie the shoe. Yeah. And then when you gave me that analogy and that story, I sat back and said, look, we're rushing these babies for what reason? Let's put systems in place to make this easy for them. And I mean, and if you listen to our last episode, we talk about family systems, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to be intentional about what are we doing in the morning so that they, one, have independence, they know what they're expected to do, so that we can then support and guide them in that journey. Right. Um, and so since doing that, they know in the morning where they are on their list, what they have to do. Um, and when we don't do laundry, it affects the system. <laughs> Man, and so we can't even be mad when they're a little off point because we haven't prepared them entirely for success. Let me tell y'all, and this is a sidebar our dryer is acting crazy right now like, stupid, dumb crazy. And the, 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 the amount of hassle it's caused on morning routines is ridiculous. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's crazy. So it was spot on. And, and we realized that once we made the charts, and we let them see what their responsibilities are in the morning. The morning flew by so quick. They were downstairs in 15 minutes. Because we set up the systems to make it easy. But enough with parenting back to forgiveness, right? So, yes. So, with all of that, though, like, it got heated because I'm saying that wasn't the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You were... Um, getting into a power struggle and you were like, well, I'm the parent, like do what I say. And I'm just like, ugh, that doesn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, did we ever stop and say, Hey, Kalani, are you you anxious right now? Do you need something? Like what's stopping you from going to sleep? Because normally she's second in line to go to sleep. Sometimes first. Sometimes first. Neck and neck. So it got ugly. And I don't even really know why it got ugly. Like normally that's a small conflict, but our egos were flared. I think we were what was it? That was a COVID fatigue situation as well. So we're we're maneuvering COVID. You were unhappy at that moment. You were having you were unhappy at work. I was still coughing and stuff. I was unhappy at work. Like we had so many other issues going on outside of our control that this one outburst was just the way that we decided to burn off that steam right and like i said we came back and apologized for it but understand most of our arguments if we think back have been over stupid minute things and then it was a release of other issues that we didn't talk about well then it becomes a a one-up kind of thing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and so we recognize that you know there may be other couples who are dealing with blended families or just families in general with different parenting styles Mm -hmm. and it can get heated i think the also one big thing that we kind of took away from that was that we really have to get better at meeting before we hold kids accountable so that we can be speaking the same language and understand what the objective is that's major one thing i learned kids will utilize that Conquer and divide. Yeah, then we use the man. Marley has mastered that. Well, she tries to, and Kamani does too. Yeah, she, yeah, I mean, but kids, kids do that. Do, yes. um, um, and, and it was it was crazy to see that we saw that recently. Matter of fact, but we won't talk about it. So yeah, it, it, we had to realize number one, we were on the same team. And even now, when we have our skirmishes, my wife has to remind me, baby, I'm your teammate. Like understand. We're on the same team, so we're not arguing to hurt each other. That's a great segue, because now we're going to move into forgiveness within our marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've had some pretty tough, you know, conflicts. 
in spats where it got real. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was one of the main things that I always have to remind you is that like, I'm on your team. Mm-hmm. Like even when you are irritated at me or don't understand what the hell I'm saying or frustrated or pissed at the end of the day, I'm still teammate. your teammate. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, if we're going to be real, struggle with remembering that and so when we do fight you fight me like i'm a opponent Mm -hmm. and that gets heavy it gets hard Mm -hmm. and it affects me true which is why we now uh have systems in place to alleviate some of those things, even if it's, hey, right now I'm getting heated, let's just pause this for a moment and come back. Or, um, like, Ooh, that's major. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But even with saying, like, let's just pause it, I think our most recent conflict was understanding that that suggestion has to be shared. Yeah, true, true, very true. Um, because I can't pause it without getting the consent to pause on both ends. Uh, so, you know, that's just one of the tools or tactics we have to come up with to ensure that um, we... Um, I speak in the same language. Yes, thank you. I lost words for it. Each person is heard in that situation. Uh, so that's one of the tips that we came up with. Uh, the one that I'm working on right now, and this is not just from our relationship, this is just from my, my calling or what God is doing with me is I need to be able to be gentle in conflict. And that is Say that hard. again. I have to be able to be gentle in conflicts. And I promise y'all, I'm not trying to be funny. That is hard. I don't fight to be gentle. <laughs> but you haven't sat with your anger. And I don't mean like literally when you're pissed like sitting with your anger i'm saying in moments when you are neutral Mm -hmm. you really sitting with yourself and having a conversation with yourself about your anger right you haven't done that um not 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 really Uh, i've had different talks about different stuff but when it comes to the anger piece no probably not um i've you know i've talked about a couple things but the the season i'm in right now is talking about how to disagree or not understand or not understand or be frustrated or whatever word you want to use for the same thing while still being kind and gentle and this this is something that God is and me and then my pastor and everybody else is, is working with me on because um where I'm going from my next level is it's dependent upon that right uh, I can't say I want to be a fatherhood this or uh, specialist of this and I can't be and I'm not able to show grace and kindness when I don't understand your point of view right so this is something I'm working on for me uh, because it's not fair for anybody else to have to deal with my backlash when I'm in a frustrated confused angry moment so I'm working on that diligently uh, reached out to my pastor today shout out to pastor uh, we I didn't had, know that. We have a meeting set up soon to just get the biblical side of things for that. And then when I see my therapist, we'll go through the, you know, the working side of it. That's awesome. Um, but uh, that, that's, a, that's a task of mine because uh, I don't just want to be my family's protector. 
I have to be able to protect them for myself as well in those moments. So, um, working on y'all. Just putting it out to the podcast. Y'all be accountable for it. But I'm working on that. I, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm working on getting better at communicating um, myself when I'm frustrated because old symphony will sweep it under the rug and let it be and then when it gets too much under there just explode mm-hmm. which is not healthy, healthy either so but you know what? I, can, I can appreciate these moments of, of reflection and then action a lot of people can reflect on the situation and it just kind of gets under the rug again yeah. instead of talking about it and then uh, talking about it and doing the action but then also those moments where I blow up I have to forgive myself Right, so because I have to give my forgive myself, I'm sorry. I, I'm learning what self forgiveness looks like. My wife will tell you, self care, self love, self everything for me is hard. Uh, I don't prioritize myself. I prioritize my family. I think it's hard for both of us. It just shows up differently. True, very true. Uh, because I am not one to give myself grace. That's that's not a thing for me. I don't even know what that means half the time, right? So to give myself grace in a moment where I'm flawed or I'm, I fall short or whatever, it just doesn't make much sense to me. So working on that as well. Uh, any tips for self-forgiveness that you have? Um, I just have to constantly remind myself that I am, and I'm talking about like just me. Mm-hmm literally managing a lot in this season like this pandemic season has required me to stretch myself spiritually emotionally physically (laughs) motherly wifely like all of these things i'm stretched to the possible like to the ends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and trying to like not even balance but just harmonize at this point it's just like i got to make sure this side is good and make sure this side is good so really just focusing on how to um harmonize all of these things and remind myself that I'm human and that I'm allowed to make mistakes and that I'm allowed to grow um through all of the 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 ebbs and flows of this season. Let's talk about how your self-forgiveness journey has been modeled for the kids. Cuz I think a big part of what we do is whenever we have a situation, we have a family meeting about it so that we can model and show them, "Hey, I know you guys may have seen or heard this." But this is the outcome of this, and this is what we're going to do differently. Well, I think that's a key um, strategy, right, is Mm -hmm. being able to, one, literally just model mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like, it can be easy as, like, the kids spilling milk, and you're like, oh, you didn't have a long day, and you're tired, and you really don't want to have to deal with this, and you told him to put it down three times, Mm -hmm. but he insisted on being independent. Mm -hmm. And so just modeling, like, it's okay. You know, I'll help you get it up. You'd be irritated as hell. But you're like, oh, you know, all right. We're going we gonna to get we're this together. We're going to work it out. So, because I, I want their their internal talk to be like, you know, I can make mistakes and kind of grow from that. So, that's mm-hmm. one. I think, like you said, the family meetings is important because us being able to call out ourselves to our kids to say, ooh, you heard mommy and daddy arguing yesterday. And guess what? We still love each other. Um, we, you know, it's not 
kind to yell at somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not model our family norms. Right. You know, how did you feel during that moment? Like, what do you need from us to feel better? And so being able to have open conversations about that stuff, I think is really important and helps them learn how to forgive and set boundaries. Because there have been times where we've had family meetings and the kids would be like, you know what? You yell too much. Mm-hmm. And I need you <laughs> to not yell at me. And they set the bound like, look, if you want me to do what I got to do, like, you can't yell at me. You know what I mean? And I think that's. And we have to sit in that. We have to be okay with them telling us what they're telling us. Right? Absolutely. Um, it was funny because Molly the other day, I don't know if he was there. We were, we were getting the stuff out of the truck of the car. She said, Daddy, I don't think being, being mean to people should be allowed at all. So, so when you and mommy get mad, y'all should just give each other a hug and keep it I think I did hear that. Like, oh, okay, baby. I like that idea. We're, we're going to implement that. We're going to give mommy a hug whenever I'm mad. I be needing them hugs, too. <laughs> so and, she ain't wrong. And, and it was, it, but it was so strategic to hear an eight-year-old teach me on how to maneuver anger. Well, I heard it in passing. Mm-hmm. So she knew what she was doing. She pulled you to the side. Mm-hmm. Look, she did a private redirection. Mm-hmm. She like, look, daddy. And you know, we're getting grocery stuff. We get stuff in the car. What I'm saying is, she waited for that moment to say, because she knew you were by yourself. Mm-hmm. The other two was in the yard, and I was kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Nothing your water or something. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, was, it was super dope to be able to say, Marley is as much as she. She's an empath. As much as she makes my butt hurt from time to time, love my baby. She is probably going to be the one child that we have who will be able. To circumvent any situation with love. I, well, I think all of them have that capacity, but it shows up differently. I'm trying to laugh off, <laughs> off my job. Um, and, and, and you're right, but I think in this season, Marley is like super intuitive when it comes to telling people what they need to hear to uplift their spirits. Uh, yes. We were at a whole restaurant, and she would not leave this restaurant until she told that black lady who was bald, you know you're beautiful, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, she was, actually. And I was like, I was like baby, I, I get it. You just got to get it out. She wouldn't rest. And when I tell you it brightened that woman's day, mm-hmm. Marley is, is in a season where she just knows what to say to who. To make it better. She's been doing that since she was two years old, though. The affirmation to tell you, yes, but I'm telling you, she would not rest. And other times, she was just walking up to her and just couldn't say it this time. Cool. She would not. She had got her balloon. We was walking up to her. She stood at that podium next to the And waited for her to come back. I kind of texted, you are beautiful. Have a good day. I mean, even at her party, you know, she had a friend come. And while we were there... Um, she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. You are so brilliant. You are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're here and you're my friend. I'm just like, why is my kid so dope? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think for me, mm-hmm. and, and maybe my ADHD brain or whatever it is, my neurodivergent brain, I have um, a hard time with making sure my inner voice stays positive. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, when I don't keep that in check, it becomes hard to forgive myself for mm-hmm. things. Ah, how did I forget their doctor's appointment? I'm such a bad mom. Like, oh, how did I not do this? I'm such a bad person. You know what I'm saying? And I've had to learn to just be silent in my moments where I'm frustrated at those mistakes or at those moments. Yes, you have. I, I have learned to not add input on those because you're already doing it yourself. Yeah, major. So, so I, I, I don't know. Well, you forgot something. It was something I need you to do. I, was, I, I forgot. I'm so I can go do it. Stop, stop, stop. 
okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's, it's not, not going to change, change anything. anything. We're good. But I can do it right now. No, we're fine. And just being able to stay silent, even if I am frustrated, because I don't want to add my self-talk into the talk you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not fair to put that on you. So let's give the people any tips that we want to take away from today's uh, podcast. Yeah, so I think um, essentially forgiveness starts with you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i don't care if you are trying to forgive your partner your parent your kids you got to do some inner work first before Mm -hmm. um that energy can kind of be transferred to whoever and so i think the first thing you need to do is just be compassionate with yourself Mm -hmm. i ain't gonna lie y'all i use that word but i really wanted to dive into like what does it mean to be compassionate and really it's just showing yourself some sympathy Mm -hmm. giving yourself some grace understanding that you're allowed to make mistakes mm-hmm. for me uh, it's two part it is uh, love will conquer a multitude of sins and what, what that means is like I said I'm in this season of learning to lead with grace and lead with kindness being able to understand that me loving you will supersede and supervent the mistake you made or the wrong that I feel or the anger I feel or whatever it is I have to leave with more love instead of looking at a way to get retribution. So it goes back into like believing that people can be redeemed. redeemed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, shout out to Bell Hooks. Which, which shut up. Which uh, I, my wife can tell you, I have had many uh, struggles. I just being real, I don't trust people for real. For real. I don't. And my wife might say, "Well, baby, look, your lens might be cloudy. Are you sure this is what they meant to do? Are you sure they didn't make a mistake? Are you sure you communicated properly?" And my wife probably be right half the time because I'm in my own head about why I'm not rocking with somebody when in reality, they made a mistake. I took it the wrong way, whatever the case may be. So for me, it's leading with love and leading with uh, kindness from the gate versus trying to look for retribution. Uh, You want me to go with my next one? I think my next tip would be um, to um, make a plan to correct it, Mm -hmm. whether it be with yourself or with the person who you know you're in conflict with or whatever talk to that person and create something together that each of you can hold yourselves accountable for mm-hmm. um so that you can move forward in love and for me after that if you go to talk about make the plan you gotta put it in action yeah you gotta do it making the plan is just part of the struggle you have to do the work yeah uh, like i said i could say all day hey babe i'm gonna get help but until i call my pastor and got all his books and i was able to reach out to the therapist to, to talk about Guess what? There was no action with it. It's just words. The Bible teaches us. Which we've been stuck in, Mm -hmm. in full transparency. Mm -hmm. Like, we have had a plan, but then life happens. The dryer breaks, or something else happens. And then you forget about the urgency of self care. Of, like, yeah. Yeah, self care. Yeah, this is what it boils down to. And and especially with the way we are, I, and I won't talk about my wife, I will often put somebody else's needs above the need that I'm sitting on. Because, because I feel like that's, that's my job. job. But it's also easier to take care of other people and procrastinate on yes, your own. Yes, it is. They, 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 they do the, the shadow work and look in the mirror again. Right? So, so I get it. So, so put, put the, the work in. in. You, you, if you're going to make the plan, put the work in to make that plan in action. So, you know, thank y'all for listening. Um, this season is, again, loving, healing, and living. And, you know, healthy relationships are not goals, right? It's work. Mm-hmm. It is a daily choice. And sometimes that choice ain't all the loving and living. And it's mm-hmm. all about that healing Let piece. <laughs> and so you got to be willing to um, 
enjoy the hills and enjoy the valleys. Mm-hmm. I don't know about enjoying the valleys, but not enjoy, um, but you got to be <laughs> equipped to kind of get through them. So I'll think, say that. I think for me, it's the, the the phrase of this season has been being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. So learning to be comfortable in those valleys and being able to put your head up, just keep moving. All right, now we didn't do this last episode, so we're gonna squeeze it in now. What's your daddy win? I got, I got too many, many so you can come, come back to me. Nah, you got to nah, give us one. I got too many. I'm, I, I got some things working, and you came with the left hand and what your right hand doing. I'm going to go first, and you got to at least give some sort of daddy win. We in winning season. This motherfucker here, so I'm trying to. I'll go. Because normally I'm struggling to find a win because I'd be all in my head about, look, this self-forgiveness we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been killing the game at work. I don't know what the universe is speaking to me, but I've been having more and more dreams, which I haven't really been having in the last couple of years. Excuse me. Um, and the universe is really calling me back into my art studio. Um, I've been running from it for five years or so um and the signs lately are pointing into girl get in this studio and make some work so i've been like bursting at the seams with amazing ideas at work and for some of y'all who don't know i work at an arts nonprofit. i'm a director um and so i do a lot of work in the community and in the schools surrounding art um and your girl is like real close to securing his $60,000 contract. So I'm super excited about that. And that's my mama win. That's all about me today. I still ain't got one I'm ready to share because I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my own wins. You have so many that you I can have. share a, a small one. You can share about the community baby shower. You can, your mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Like you got all kind of daddy wins, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a super superficial in this moment. Yo, my locks got braided, so I got enough hair on my head there to you braid go. my locks Lord. into a hairstyle. Let me tell y'all, he is such a prima donna. He be like, oh my God, my scalp itch. What should I do? Yo, oh my God. For someone who had waves for the larger majority of his life, I can't handle it. Itches, bro. Like, he, he be patting his head, it, you know. I always <laughs> have to smack it. Yes, because I'm on the mic. Right, girl with a quick it, weave. My head is itching. I'm just uh, smacking it right now because I'm on the mic. But... Uh, my locks have grown to where I can now put styles in So that's probably my win for this week And I can't take it Mine down to my butt dang there and I'm ready to cut them off They look good They do look good but I'm ready to cut mine off and go bald head But you ain't gonna love me no more Go ahead and go bald head I'll have hair you be bald I, got you. <laughs> I can wear some wigs Yeah you can do wigs I got you You don't do like the, the, the bad wigs that we all I'm gonna do, do the wigs with the baby hair Jesus I'm gonna have Kayla make me some wigs Jesus take I'm real tempted bro I'm real tempted because this postpartum hair loss with my edges, these I have to combine some locks in the front or the or they ain't gonna make it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, one lock fall out and it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I won't say so. Let me quiet. All right, y'all. Let me who you are when they can find you. All right, so. My name is Symphony and I am on Instagram at Melanated Mama. That's M A. M A. Oh, you're such a biter. You did it horrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you can find me there on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. After that embarrassing show of trying to steal my style, I don't want to say it more. Melanie Daddy everywhere. Not D A. No, no. D D. No, no. Not to be confused with. D A D D. You not no, doing no, it? No, you messed it up, bro. 
Listen, y'all, we love and appreciate y'all. If y'all love and support our work, you can always make a donation. We love getting funds to continue to share the love that we have and the experiences that we go through. Um, Otherwise, please follow all of our social media. We're also on Instagram. The podcast has its own Instagram at Life with Zawadi. That's Z-A-W-A-D-I. You hating on me now, too? I can't spell out. People don't know how to say Zawadi. Now you want them to spell it? Bro, anyways, please like, follow, and share our content. Save it on your Instagram uh, pages to come back to it later. But listen, y'all, we're trying to get these listens up. We are really trying to um, do it big in this season. We got some amazing stuff coming out really, really soon. We've got some guests coming on to the show. Um, We we excited. Season three about to be lit. Season three going to be a thing. Yeah. The lineup is looking real nice. We're going to have some brother chats, some sister chats. Oh, yeah. Mother of children chats. We feel this going to be a thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Until next time, make sure you love yourself, forgive yourself, and celebrate family. Because you know what? Zawadi um, means gift. And that's what our family is. All right, y'all. Until next time. And that was another episode of Life with Zawadi. If you aren't already following, please follow us on social media at Melanated Mama, M-A-M-A, and Melanated Daddy, D-A-D-D-Y. Continue to share and like our content. Remember, Zawadi means gift, and our family's a gift of choice. Beautifully black and beautifully blended. Until next time, Papa Melanin out.